We're joined by Alexis Goldsmith, who is a, a national organizer with uh, Beyond Plastics, a group that works to stop the single-use plastics and other um, efforts to move the fossil fuel industry heavily more into to plastics. I should mention that my wife uh, has been involved in establishing uh, the group uh, Beyond Plastic. Uh, Alexis is kind enough actually to be uh, giving a little talk tonight at uh, an eco-action tonight being Monday night uh, with eco-action. Uh, you can check out our webpage at, at 9 p.m. eco-action of the Green Party of the United States. But Alexis, I know you talk a lot about Beyond Plastics here at the Media Sanctuary, but you want to just give people a brief introduction. And then what, let's talk about what are some of the key, you know, legislative issues nationally this year or next year coming up in plastic, understand both chemical recycling and extended producer responsibilities on the short agenda. Yes, thank you, Mark. Um, so for Beyond Plastics, I do grassroots organizing. So I'm working with volunteers across the country and um, affiliated organizations are um, organizations that are members of the Break Free from Plastic Pollution Coalition to basically pass laws to ban single use plastics and to promote reuse at a community level. So we're not looking, individual change is important, but we are more focused on systemic change and mobilizing the grassroots to promote systemic change. So nationally, um, where the action is happening on plastics is at the local and state level. Um, of course, there is the Break Free from Plastic Pollution Act at the federal level, which will be reintroduced in 2023. But where things are actually getting passed is in state legislatures and municipalities. And the two biggest issues that I'm working on going into 2023 are, as you said, chemical recycling, which is really just plastic burning. It is not recycling plastics into new plastics and extended producer responsibility for packaging, which has the potential to dramatically reduce the amount of single use pl plastic packaging that um, you get from your everyday, you know, grocery and shopping. Now I understand the last couple of years there has been, um, some legislation introduced in, in New York State, uh, I think initially somewhat by uh, perhaps the governor, but certainly by uh, the chair of the Senate uh, Environmental Consummate, Todd Kaminsky, uh, pushed it really hard. Uh, Steve Engelbright, uh, also uh, chair of the Assembly Environmental Committee, you know, then came in with more of a model uh, EPR bill, I believe, in consultation groups like uh, Beyond Plastics. But now both of those individuals, State Senator leaving the Senate and uh, Steve Engelbright lost his reelection. How, how do things look, you know, moving forward? And, and what are sort of the, you know, the flashpoints of disagreement between, you know, sort of like the more conservative environmental groups, the governor, and then the more progressive groups focusing on getting rid of single use plastics? Sure. So I think it's important to understand that New York has state bills both for chemical recycling and for extended producer responsibility for packaging. And we see these as diametrically opposed solutions to 
plastic pollution and also to the climate crisis and environmental justice communities. So the, um, as you said, the extended producer responsibility bill that Beyond Plastics is putting forward with our organizational allies would um, reduce the amount of single-use plastic that companies are allowed to use for their packaging. So major consumer brands like Coke, Nestle, Pepsi, Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson, all the, uh, these are, um, the worst plastic polluters on a, in the in the world. This would, bill could potentially require them to reduce their packaging by fifty percent over two years in New York, or they cannot sell their products in New York State. So that's the extended producer responsibility bill. It also does a lot more um, to address plastics and improve actual real recycling, improve reuse and refill. Um, and we will be looking for a new sponsor for that bill because, as you said, unfortunately, Representative Englebright, who was the sponsor in 2022, lost his re-election bid. Now, the chemical recycling bill, it's called the Advanced Recycling Bill. This is being put forward by um, Senator Mannion out of uh, central New York. And who also lost, sponsor. by the way. Well, his vote, he's actually going into a recount. Uh -huh. um, we can't say for sure that he lost um, just yet. And um, the assembly sponsor is Alicia Hindman. Um, now, <clears throat> this bill basically promotes plastic burning. And that is the flashpoint between the conservative environmental groups or and the more progressive groups is what to do about plastic. So our view is we need to reduce plastic at the source. Plastics are made from fossil fuels. We need to stop extracting fossil fuels and turning them into single-use plastic packaging. Now, um, historically, states have favored plastic burning, um, either waste to energy or waste to fuel schemes to deal with the massive amounts of plastic waste that's being produced. And that is um, a strategy that pollutes the air, obviously, and also generates you know, massive amounts of toxic hazardous ash um, that also has to be landfilled. So we don't support plastic burning, and that is why we don't support chemical recycling, which is really not recycling again, it's plastic burning. So those are the two big bills we're looking at in New York State, the Advanced Recycling Bill and um, Extended Producer Responsibility for Packaging. And, and you mentioned, uh, I believe Coke is one of the worst waste producers. Uh, I, I do understand actually people have been protesting. Uh, Coke, had been I guess, has been one of the corporate sponsors of the COP27 um, climate meeting taking place in Egypt. Can you quickly just re refresh people's memory? What, what's the connection between plastics and climate and the fossil fuel industry? Sure. Well, plastics are made from fossil fuels. Um, in the United States, they're mostly made from fracked gases. So this is a serious um, environmental justice issue because, as we know, fracking is poisoning people's water and air where the fracking is taking place. Um, and in the United States, plastics contribute the same emissions as 116 coal-fired power plants. So this is a massive source of greenhouse gas emissions um, that is not being examined to the extent that it needs to be 
to address climate change and environmental justice. And that's what we've been trying to um, incorporate into every bill that we work on is that we must reduce plastics to avert climate disaster. Now you mentioned uh, before we get on, there were a couple of events coming up you wanted to make sure people knew about? Yes, um, Beyond Plastics is having um, our end of year kind of fundraiser slash, um, it's gonna be a fun event, but we're uh, going to be joined by Mark Ruffalo on Sunday, December 11th. It's open to the public. There's a small ticket fee to join. Um, and I will be playing the fiddle and I know we'll be playing some videos of, um, you know, the things that we did this year. So join us, Beyond Plastics and Mark Ruffalo, Sunday, December 11th at 4 p.m. Um, it's a virtual event and you can go to beyondplastics.org to buy your ticket. And there's some other training coming up possibly? Oh, yes. And we have our grassroots organizer training coming up. So we train people basically on how to pass laws to ban plastics. And uh, that starts December 3rd. Um, it's also virtual. You can sign up at beyondplastics.org slash trainings. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking to Alexis uh, Goldsmith, Beyond Plastic. Um, Eco Action tonight, Monday night at uh, 9, having a, a webinar. You can check out our Facebook page. We'll have a recording later on. Uh, this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.